Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Christy Shear, one of the travel agents of Pineapple Escapes, and I'm joined by my son, Carson, today. We're going to discuss our recent trip to Universal Studios, Florida, and Disney World to celebrate Halloween. While there, we were able to visit both Universal's Halloween Nights and Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So we've got lots to discuss. So let's get started. So... To give you some background, my son Carson is 24, and we decided early this year to do a mother-son trip. We actually invited my husband, but when he found out where we were going, he decided he would just prefer to stay home. It's been a while since we uh, visited the parks, and so we thought that would be a perfect place to go. Carson really isn't a beach person, and he likes to stay busy, so we thought we could have lots of fun at Universal um, with a side trip to Disney. So first of all, Carson, how long has it been since you've been to the parks and what has changed? So it's been about 10 years since I was there last. I think I was there when I was like 14. I'd say the major thing that changed is just how much they added. It was a lot. Universal was a lot bigger than the last time that I was there. You know, Magic Kingdom hasn't changed a whole lot just because, you know, they kind of more traditionally have all their older eyes and stuff in there. So. I was pretty familiar with uh, Magic Kingdom, but Orlando was a lot different. Or Universal was a lot different. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of your favorite parts was the Wizarding World of of Harry Potter, and it's grown a lot because when you were there, it was the they had the dueling roller coasters and so forth, and they had um, let's see, Escape from Gringotts wasn't there. Of course, Hagrid's wasn't there. So just a lot has changed since you were there. So. First off, to get this out of the way from the beginning, do you consider yourself to be Team Disney or Team Universal, and why? Well, if I'm going myself, I'd definitely say Universal. Um, I've got a daughter, so I'll eventually want to take her to uh, uh, Disney, so that may, might change me a little bit, but I'd say for right now, I'm Team Universal. I just like the like the thrill rides a little more. Right. And, you know, I... I do really like Universal, but, you know, there's just something about the Mad Disney that I just have to go with Disney. If I have to make a choice, it's going to be Disney up the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about our first day. Uh, we started out, I picked Carson up at his house at 1.30 in the morning, and we left for the airport. We're two and a half hours from the closest major airport. So anytime we take a trip, it's usually a very early start to the day. So. We got to Orlando around 9.30. We took the um, transportation, the bus through Universal, which is the Superstar Shuttle, and and that all worked out really well. We got to the resort. We stayed at Endless Summer Dockside and checked in there before going to the park. So Carson, having never stayed in a Universal resort before, what did you think of Dockside, and how would you compare it to when you've stayed at Disney Resorts before? Oh, I mean, I thought it was nice. I think the main difference is just the theming. It isn't really themed. Uh, it's just more like, you know, your regular, you know, nice hotel setup, which, uh, you know, if you don't have kids, I don't think it was a bad thing. I thought it was a nice hotel. 
Yeah, we, um, they had a really, uh, the reception area was nice. They had a nice bar area, which was decorated with pineapples. So, of course, I had to get a picture of that. A really nice food court. And the one night in late, they even had a live musician performing there in the lobby. And the pool was huge, a really, really big pool. So it was a nice resort. While staying there, we didn't have the water transportation that I had always had before when I had stayed at Universal. So that was a little bit of a new experience. We took the bus over to Universal Studios and spent some time there before um, Halloween Horror Night started at 6.30. Bus ride was only about 10 minutes, so it, it wasn't bad at all, which again, Comparing it to the ride some of the time when you take the bus system at Disney, it was it was quite a bit shorter. So just to talk a little bit about Halloween Horror Nights, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, because I have to say, prior to becoming a travel agent, I did not know anything about Halloween Horror Nights. So Universal creates 10 completely different themed haunted houses in warehouses that are throughout the park. And these are not like the haunted houses you're used to going to in your hometown. These, they say they start planning them about 14 months in advance. So right now they're already planning for next year's houses. They have over a thousand actors that take part in these. And then in addition, they have themed drinks and snacks, merchandise specifically for the event. And they have areas called scare zones and live shows. So it's quite a big deal. And it's a a ticket that you purchase in addition to a regular park admission or well, rather the regular park is closed down during this. So it's a special event ticket that you buy to attend this. So even if you've had a a ticket to the park for that day, if you want to stay and be a part of this, you have to buy this special ticket. So um, while we were there, we only visited six of the 10 houses. So we're going to start out and just talk about them a little bit. So Carson, what was your favorite? And tell me a little bit about it. That's kind of hard. There's two that I really liked. I'd say overall, the one I liked the most was the Halloween one. Just because it you know, makes you feel like you're on the set of one of the Halloween movies with Michael Myers chasing you. It was a little different than some of the others as far as, you know, you always knew it was going to be Michael Myers that was jumping out at you. It wasn't a crazy creature like some of the other ones, but it still kept you on your toes pretty cool. But I think that the atmosphere in that one was just really cool because you felt like you were in the, the movies. Yeah, the set was really realistic to what the house was in that original movie way back, oh gosh, in the late 70s when that movie came out. And I think one of our favorite things we talked about in it was there at one point you passed a staircase and and Michael Myers is standing up the top of the staircase. And in the very end of it, you were in this mirrored room and there were Michael Myers all over the place, which was a really cool I think there effect. was about 10 mannequins and one or two real people. Yeah. You know, so they were... <laughs> You never knew uh, which one was going to jump out at you. Right. You didn't know which one to watch because you just didn't know which one was the real thing. So, yeah, I like that one, too. My favorite was either Halloween or it was Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. And I think that was maybe your other choice, too. Yeah, it had the coolest set as far as, I mean, it wasn't from a movie, so it didn't necessarily have the nostalgia. But it had a really cool set with, like, an old ship and. It definitely had the most jump scares out of all of them. 
I thought it was a, a really cool one. That one was definitely, I'd say, only falls behind Halloween just because Halloween was cool because I'd seen the movies and stuff. But if it wasn't for that, I'd say Dead Man's Pier was probably my favorite. Yeah, it's just a really neat atmosphere with uh, the sea and the wind and the the things throughout it. It was supposed to be these um, fishermen returning from the dead to try to get you. So creepy, but it had a really cool look to it. So what would you say was your least favorite? I would probably have to say the bugs eaten alive. They didn't have as many jump scares in it. And I just, I don't know. I feel like the atmosphere wasn't quite as good as some of the other ones. I mean, it wasn't bad by any means, but it, for that reason, it would probably be my least favorite. Yeah, it was It was like a, a home. It's supposed to be a home in the 1950s that was in the future. So it was a very futuristic 1950s home, if that makes sense. And bugs and insects had taken over the house. So if you do not like bugs, you would not like this one because like the walls would be covered with bugs and people would be covered with bugs. And yeah, it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. It didn't have the jump scares like the others, but just, you know, the spiders and bees, maggots, roaches, all those kind of things, disgusting things throughout it. I'd say as a side note to probably the jump scare that got me the worst uh, was probably in the Fiesta de Chupacabras. Uh, whenever you're walking around this corner, they actually had an animatronic uh, chupacabra that would like jump out of the wall at you. And uh, that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that one was, it was about a, a village, like, I suppose it was supposed to be in Mexico having a festival, you know, where they were wanting sacrifices. And so it was, um, it was one, it wasn't a favorite. It wasn't my least favorite. I've got to say my least favorite was The Weekend After Hours Nightmare, which was based on the singer The Weekend and kind of his mind. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was supposed to be based on like he had a new album that he'd released and I haven't really kept up with it enough. I knew that there was some odd stuff with the album as far as him thinking, having facial reconstruction. And that was a lot of what the house was about. I think we probably would have appreciated it more if we would have really knew more what the background was on it. Yeah, it just it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that's why I didn't like it. I couldn't see a theme or a, a have an understanding. So if you were a fan of his and know his work, then you might have liked it better, but not for me. The weekends did have some scary jump scares, though. Yeah. I didn't really understand them completely, but they did scare me. <laughs> yeah. And and I have to tell you, um, so in these houses, I, I took the lead and Carson was right on my heels. But I always made sure I was right behind the person or the group in front of us. Because my worst part about these haunted houses is, especially when it's dark and not being really sure where to go. So I wanted to make sure I had a person in front of me. So I knew which way to go next. The other one we went through was called Spirits of the Coven, which was supposed to be a 1920s speakeasy. So it started out with these witches that were like flappers. And then by the end of it, you know, they they weren't the beautiful witches anymore. They was what you traditionally think of as a scary witch. It was okay, but it wasn't anything out of the ordinary that I think either one of us liked or well. Anything you have about houses, anything else? Okay. The next thing we're going to talk about is the scare zones. So, Carson, how would you describe the scare zones? What are those? They were really cool. They were honestly, sometimes those were more fun than the houses just because 
they had these scare zones set up for you to walk in between houses and they basically, you know, they'd have like a little warning sign out that way if you got younger kids or something. But uh, they would just have actors staged around that would jump out at you and they had people dressed up and with chainsaws and that kind of thing. And it was kind of fun, though, because sometimes when you're walking between the houses, you weren't fully paying attention. So you wouldn't realize that you entered one. And uh, probably some of the best jump scares were actually probably in the scare zones. I think that, oddly enough, I think some of the uh, costumes were actually the best in the scare zones. I think some of them, maybe because they knew they were going to be in a little bit more light, whereas, you know, the houses are super, super dark. But I think the quality and some of the makeup was actually the best in the scare zones. Yeah, I think so, too. I And I told Carson this. Part of my problem with the houses is they had staff, you know, with their name tags throughout the house. And they were always, like, hurrying you through the house. And while at some point I appreciated that because you don't want to stick around. But I feel like there's a lot of things you missed because they had you go through the room so quickly that you really didn't get a chance to see what was in these rooms whereas with the scare zones you could take your time going through and i think probably the most fun part of those was watching other people who weren't paying attention and uh getting scared when something would suddenly be right in their face so we actually went through scare zones in the beginning when it was still light out and it was definitely a different feel going through it after dark than it was when it was light out don't you think yeah, you can definitely see everything coming a lot more. And in some of the scare zones, which the ones we were at at the beginning, I, I think they seemed like a little bit less organized scare zones. They mainly just had actors walking around. Later on, some of the other scare zones got more intense. I'm not sure if they had like, I don't know on the signs if they had like scare levels or something, but some of them had some like, you know, props out that they could hide behind and jump out from. And some of them even had like stages where there'd be a show going on. I don't know. I really enjoyed the scare zones. And of course, because this is a pineapple escapes podcast, we have to talk about the food. So we're going to talk about some of the favorite things that we saw on the menu. So I'm going to start out and then we're going to take turns. just kind of going through them. So the top of my list was the maggot covered cheese dog, which was a Korean style hot dog with fresh mozzarella and it was rolled and puffed rice topped with this drizzle and then black sesame seeds and it really did look disgusting and that is the one thing i tried and i think you took a bite of it too and it wasn't really that good i felt like the breading wasn't maybe as done as it could be but it did have the effect that they wanted as far as its appearance so um again that's the one we tried Carson, what other one can you think of? There was one that was, uh, it, it looked like fried zombie brains. I think it said that it was fried cauliflower florets with a spicy sauce and garnished with a toasted sesame seeds and scallions. And it, it looked pretty cool. Uh, I didn't try it, but as far as looks, it looked really good. Yeah. Of course, on the list is the petrified rat tails, which were actually funnel fries with some creamy crab dip. So, they get pretty creative with some of their food for this. The one that I saw, too, that I actually wish I would have tried in between going to the houses, though, I kind of uh, was afraid to eat too much because my stomach would get a little nervous going through some of the houses. But there was a, a pizza skull that was basically just like, you know, a stuffed skull with uh, pepperoni and cheese uh, that was just made out of crust. 
and uh, served with a marinara sauce. And then the last one we'll talk about, which is one I really wanted to try, but then we ended up on the other side of the park and didn't backtrack to get it. They had what was called the spoiled angry bear meat. And this was packaged just like you would see in the store meat. It was like on a styrofoam tray with the wrap on it and the sticker on it and everything. But it was actually um, white cheddar flavored marshmallow treat, but it had red dye on it. So they really had it looking like raw meat. So I thought it was very interesting. But again, we didn't get to try that one. So another thing we didn't do was we didn't attend the live shows. There were two different live shows. And honestly, those areas were just really crowded when it was going on. And it wasn't something we were interested in. There were other things we wanted to do. But we had a really good time. I would say our biggest takeaway are not to go to Hollywood Horror Nights after being up since 1.30 a.m. Um, I think we probably would have both enjoyed it more if we had had some rest. Plus, we had you know been on the go all day. So we were tired by the time we got there. And the other thing I would say is to be sure and buy the Express Pass. Yes, it adds expense to the, the ticket. but Last year when I went, I think I only went to three houses and I spent hours in line. And we were able to go to six houses with probably um, most of the time around a 15-minute wait. And usually it wasn't waiting. It was just a matter of walking through the queue. And the queue was so long, it would take that long to get there. But we honestly could have done them all. But, you know, we were just too exhausted because we left far before the event was over. So we could have done all of them. So then on day two, we went to Universal Islands of Adventure before we Ubered over to Magic Kingdom for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And uh, we were able to get in at four, even though the event didn't start until later in the evening. So that was nice. We were able to get in, take advantage of several rides before the party even officially started. So one of the things when we got there If you were um, entering for the party, you were given a trick-or-treat bag and also a map to show you where all you could get treats throughout the the park. So I got my bag, but we honestly didn't do any trick-or-treating. We just spent some time looking at what was around. So, Carson, how would you describe the atmosphere at Disney's party compared to that the night before at Universal's? The name's kind of say it all you know you've got universal horror nights and mickey's not so scary halloween party and that's definitely what it was um didn't have to feel on edge walking around at disney uh even though after the horror nights i did kind of check my corners when i was walking around for a while but i mean definitely a lot more kid friendly yeah yeah and so while universal's decorating with scary things disney's got cute pumpkins and you know lots of fall florals and just all kind of thing like that and and the characters when they would were around were all dressed in their uh, disney apparel so that was that was a lot of fun so there were supposed to be four rides with special effects for the party space mountain was one of them but we went on it before the party officially started and so they didn't have that special effect whatever it was going on yet the next one was the haunted mansion and we did after we realized what we had done we waited for these until we could go and see what the effect was so we went to the haunted mansion and they had a 
ghost in the queue to talk with guests. And they actually, I don't know, it, it was apparently some sort of fluorescent paint or something because she really seemed kind of like an iridescent glowing ghost, solid blue color. But she would joke with the guests and interact and, and was really pretty funny. So that was good. Jungle Cruise was another one that was supposed to be have something for the party, but we went on it and honestly, neither of us were able to see anything out of the ordinary. So I'm not sure about that one. And then there was another attraction we didn't do that was supposed to have that something special for the event. And we did go on Splash Mountain. Um, after I promised Carson we wouldn't get very wet, <laughs> only to be seated in the front and we got completely soaked. So I don't know. Will you ever trust me again? Yeah, I got a little more wet than uh, what I'd anticipated. But <laughs> I did uh, pay her back later at Universal with the same situation. So Yeah, that's true. He did. He got back at me. So all's good. Last of all there, we were able to catch the Halloween parade, which was a lot of fun. I don't know how long it lasted. Maybe maybe 30 minutes. They kind of had some some breaks in between, I feel like, where they'd have the kids come out in the street and dance. So it was kind of hard to gauge how long the actual mm -hmm. uh, parade was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. The worst part was trying to get up after sitting on the concrete for an hour with my legs asleep. But it was overall really good. And we didn't get there that early before the parade. And we still got a really good spot to be able to sit and watch. So that was nice. So what was your favorite part of the parade? I'd say as far as floats and everything, uh, they had a pretty cool uh, Pirates of the Caribbean one that had Jack Sparrow on it. And it was, I mean, it was a huge float. And I thought that was really cool. That was my favorite float, really. Yeah, I, I do have to say, gosh, how old were you when you dressed as Jack Sparrow? It was probably when the first first movie was out. I think I was in third grade. Yeah, and he won first prize in the Halloween contest. So he's kind of partial to, to Jack Sparrow. But um, I think my favorite parts were um, the song they played, which they repeated the same song over and over throughout the whole parade. So I felt like I had that song in my mind for a while, but it was a good one. And then also for the parade, they had the Headless Horseman ride through. And that was really cool how they do that effect. So those were my favorite parts. Another thing they had was a show there in front of the castle starring the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. So we watched that for just a little while. It was very crowded and we didn't watch it the whole time, mainly because we were so far back and to the side that we really couldn't get full enjoyment of it. So that's one I would recommend if you're going to that to get an early spot for that. Um, they had a projection show on the castle that was followed by fireworks, which we really liked. And they do offer multiple times for those different shows and parades, which is nice because it does give you some options and doesn't have everybody there at the same time. And I don't know if you noticed this, the Sanderson sisters, I think they had multiple shows. And uh, which we stopped and watched the one which had the villain from The Princess and the Frog. Uh -huh. I don't remember what his name is. But then the other one we were walking by later had the one from Snow White. 
or not Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. From Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Maleficent. Oh, okay. Maleficent yeah. was the second villain that was in it. So it sounds like they had multiple shows and had different villains appearing at each one. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that or not. I yeah. just noticed it when I was walking by during the second show. Or maybe it was, maybe they have multiple villains in it. So maybe we just caught different parts of the show, Could. different ones in it. But yeah, there were a lot of people there. So as far as food, Disney had lots of special snacks to they had a not so poison apple pie milkshake, some candy corn soft serve, a Binks pastry tail, which if you remember Binks was the cat's name in Hocus Pocus. They had a worms and dirt funnel cake and an oh my gourd cupcake. So lots of cute things to eat. Unlike Universal's, that was more on the kind of gory side. But we stopped and ate dinner, but we didn't eat any of the Disney snacks. We're, what we found was either of us are big sweet snacks, were more savory, and most of the snacks tended to go towards the sweet things, which I guess is, makes sense for Halloween. So, Carson, which of these did you enjoy the most, and can you see yourself going to them again? I mean, for me, I liked the Horror Nights better as far as I would definitely go back to the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween once my daughter's a little bit older. I could see myself going back there. Uh, I definitely think for sure I could see myself going back to the Horror Nights a couple times, honestly, if I could, you know, get some people together that wanted to go. Because I think that they have different houses just about every year. So I feel like that adds to the value of being able to go back. But I'd I'd go back to both of them. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, with both of these events, you are able to do some of the attractions, too. And typically, the weights aren't bad at all because most of the people are going through the houses. So it's kind of a nice way to get both of them in. Personally, this was my second year at Halloween Horror Nights. I don't see myself going again. In fact, I mean, I wouldn't have gone this year if I hadn't have been bringing Carson and he hadn't gone. It's just not my thing, but I can definitely see myself going back to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, hopefully with my grandkids, because I think that would be a lot of fun. So following three days, we spent at Universal morning till night, had a great time, rode everything several times. Two of the rides, we had Express Pass, which, again, I can't stress enough how much value that adds to your trip. If you're going to invest in a trip to the park, it's well worth it, um, well worth your your money spent to be able to have that. Two rides that aren't on it are Hagrid's motorbike ride and Velocicoaster. And so those we would try to rope drop first thing in the morning to make sure we were there. And I will say Hagrid's, we did that two mornings and even with us being there before the park opened, rushing in as soon as we could, we were 90-minute wait each time. So definitely popular. So if you don't want to wait in those lines, you need to get there even earlier, be there at the front of the line for when that opens. So yeah, we got home Tuesday morning at 1.30 a.m. So I guess 1.30 is the time for us, but it was it was a really good time. So Carson, what? What were your um, top five rides or attractions at Universal, do you think? So I I enjoy the thrill rides and the roller coasters. So I actually, I like Hackard's the best. 
which surprisingly that one's not like a a super intense roller coaster. It doesn't go upside down or anything, but it's fast and it's fun. I think that's a good roller coaster for people that don't even usually like roller coasters. It was my favorite. I would have went on it a lot more if it wouldn't have been 90-minute waits every time. And then I really liked uh, my second favorite would have been Velocity Coaster. That one is a pretty intense roller coaster. <laughs> you're going upside down quite a bit, and you're staying upside down for you know a few seconds longer than what you normally would on any other roller coaster. The wait times on it, actually, even without having the pass, most of the time it was 45 minutes. It did get up to 90 minutes a couple times, but I think the fact that it is a really intense roller coaster, I think that it does scare some people off. So the wait for it wasn't that bad. I liked the Hulk. The Hulk's another roller coaster. It's a pretty fun roller coaster. It's, you know, you go upside down and everything, and it's I'd still consider it an intense roller coaster, but it's smooth and it's pretty enjoyable. I liked uh, Escape from Gringotts, which was in uh, Diagon Alley. It's uh, kind of a roller coaster. You're on tracks and somewhat, but then it also has that uh, green screen effects and 3D glasses that are worked into it. And it's really cool. So, I mean, it's kind of a show and a ride all in one. It was really fun. And then the last one probably would be Rip Rocket, which is another roller coaster. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You kind of got a pick from a selection of music. It was cool. Whenever you're going up the the first hill, it's straight up. I'd never been on one like that. Um, I don't know. I just like roller coasters. So those were all my favorite ones. Yeah, you can tell he he is his mother's son because I'm a roller coaster person too. But I I have to say when we went, he was there the last time when he was 14. He, even though Hulk and Rip Rocket were there, he didn't do those at that point. He wasn't as brave back then. He still liked roller coasters, but he wasn't as brave as he is now. So, yeah, we had a good time doing those. And he actually did those more times than I did. I decided I better cool it and not do too much and and mess up my inner ear. So it was a great trip overall. First of all, thanks, Carson, for chatting with me about this and about Orlando. Enjoying Halloween there. And if you're planning a vacation, you can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. Our site includes a link to all of our travel tidbits episodes, plus info on all of our agents and links for our social media. We'd love to have you join our community. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.